Yo. What up? What up? Yo, welcome to the Carbon Footprint. Episode 15, 16. What are we on? I got 15 in my note, so I hope that's <laughs> that's accurate. 15, is, 15 sounds good. A lot of alcohol has been consumed throughout these. Uh... <laughs> that's right. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, um, I'm, I'm Sean and he's Juan. And uh, we get together once a week and have a couple of drinks, talk about what's been going on, and you know, try to focus on things that have made impact in our world, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. So, you know, welcome. Yeah, yeah, welcome, welcome. Today we're having a um, little bourbon today, we're switching it up. I know we, we most of the time we're doing wine, so we got some Michter's uh, bourbon today. It's, uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, this one, this one got a little bite to it. A little it. bite to it, right? <laughs> I, with an old fashioned is one of my favorites to, to have with an old fashioned. Yeah, it's really good with an old fashioned. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. If you guys have any um, like drink recommendations, whether it's a wine, whether it's a specific uh, spirit, whether it's a combination of something, yo, hit us up. I think we 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 want to start trying stuff on on the podcast that uh, you guys recommend. So hit us up. Let us know what your favorite thing is, and and maybe we'll just we'll have it on the podcast. Yeah, and don't come out with no rum and coke. Yeah. Okay. We want something. You gotta come with something. A little, a little flash. Yeah. Unless it's some like magical rum from like <laughs> that was unearthed <laughs> from Atlantis. Yeah. Don't come with that. Something that the pigs had to dig up. Yeah. <laughs> there's a very good chance we. I don't know that there's a whole lot of alcohol that I haven't tried. So that's why I'm looking forward to this because I like getting put on some new stuff. <laughs> All right, man. So this week we had our history got made right. Kamala Harris. Yeah, um, was uh, elected, I guess, uh, chosen as the vice president elect, I guess. VP elect, uh, I guess not officially, not officially until right. the convention. But but yeah, I mean, is uh, yeah, you know, I guess history making, you know, a, a woman, obviously, and then woman of color. Yeah, um, I was, was going to say, I don't I don't know if we're going with African-American or are we going with. Uh, she she's like Indian, right? Her mom is. I think her mom is from half India. Indian, half Jamaican. I think is the other half. Yeah, the, yeah. Her, her dad is from Jamaica. So her black card is in question. Which <laughs> people are so wild, man. You know what's funny, man? I've you've never once questioned any other uh, president's, I guess, uh, candidacy, like his eligibility. And they did it with Barack. Yep. And then of course now. they're gonna do it with Kamala Harris. Uh, it's like. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I, like the commercials are bad enough when you just, like, both sides just spew garbage at each other that's, like, made up. You know, like, oh, they want your babies to die, and then they'll make up, like, all this crazy shit. Uh, but, yeah, I always find it hilarious when it's like, all right, that's the best you could do. You're like, oh, her parents weren't born here, so she shouldn't be allowed to run. It's like, come on, man. Like, do better. Yeah, yeah. Now, she was born in um, in, in Oakland, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and her dad, if I'm not mistaken, um, her dad was, like, an economist. And, and and her mom was doing uh, I don't remember what her field is, but I believe mean, she was like like studying cancer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So so you know, look seem to be some smart parents. Yeah, comes cause, yeah, good genes. For yeah, sure. Good genes. I think they met in like UC Berkeley. So, yeah. <laughs> so right. And didn't she go to like Stanford? Is it Stanford? She, I don't know. I don't know what she. I don't know. Yeah, don't go, man. I, maybe not. I don't know. I, you know. I just assume everyone who's uh, Northern California went to Stanford who's smart. Uh, but no, so born in Oakland, um, started her like her. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> there goes the camera, folks. The camera just dropped. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So obviously we're on episode fifteen, so we're still amateurs, 
and we're trying to videotape this and the camera the camera just fell over. This is gonna be awesome to post on YouTube. It's gonna be great. You know what's funny? <laughs> Don't talk right now, we can't hear you. So I'm a, I'm I'm gonna keep this going though. Um started her you know practicing law back in like nineteen ninety. Um district attorney in San Francisco in two thousand three. Um she is against the death penalty. Uh, is it? She's a, okay. She's actually against it, um, which which caught her some heat um, because there was there was a there was an incident in California where um, a a no like a, a noted gang member killed a police officer like a like an undercover police officer um, like with an AK forty seven. So the guy had like a like an illegal assault rifle um, was like a like a like a known gang member. And um, and turn around and you know and shot at these two cops, um, injuring both and killing one. Or sorry, in, injuring one, killing the other. Um, and and she didn't seek the death penalty at the time, and so she caught a lot of heat for uh, that in man. that yeah in that state. And then and then she actually had a chance to support a bill that would ban the death penalty, and she didn't support it. So that's I weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like I said, I didn't really go into that. And, and has she I, ever come out and say why or what that I didn't? Stance was? Yeah, I didn't. That's, I didn't. I, I didn't go into it. I'm sure she has her reasons. Um, you know, politics is a is a is a is a funny thing, man. It's like, and we talked about this I think last week when we talked about AOC, where it's like sometimes you should you should bend a little bit against what you want if it's for the better of, or at least if you feel like if it's for the better of the people. Um, and and perhaps she did that with this bill. Maybe she was, maybe, you know, maybe there's some stuff again, we don't know. Exactly. Maybe. There's probably other things that was tied to the bill where she goes, it wasn't worth it. Again, I, I don't know. Um, but one thing, man. So she does support, or she did support the legalization of of marijuana. And then, like when she was asked about it, she was like, "Yeah, like of course, I'm Jamaican." <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but That's it a was great like response. so, like it pissed her father off. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You got to have a sense of humor about something like that, though. I mean, like the culture, right? Like the whole Rasta culture is is something obviously very popular and, and well-known, right? Well it's known, not saying obviously. that they all smoke, yeah. but it's just, that's so funny. <laughs> I think it's just a good, I don't know. It, to me, like when you have a politician like that, they can make fun of themselves or make fun of where they're from or make fun. Like, I'm like, lighten up. Like, yeah, I don't want you to be, you know, so stuffy all the time it's one of the things i like even bush knew how to make fun of himself and barack knew how to make fun of himself and bush had a lot of things to make fun yeah, of. yeah man he like he knew and i voted he could, i voted for that guy twice by the way so. bush yeah i did so i might have done once i'm trying to think man because he i think the first election I was, and we've talked about this time before i think the first election i was I, I was actually able to vote and i think was bush the second against Kerry. and I, I, i'm pretty sure i voted bush but i don't know i don't remember was bush Kerry the first or second time it was second because he beat Al Gore the first one, that, and I was in high school. That, that was one. that was the one when Al, everybody thought Al Gore won, and he wake up woke up the next morning and it wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the whole election mm-hmm. happened in Florida. Was Florida, Florida, <laughs> Florida, Florida? And then <laughs> shout out to Florida. Shout out to Florida, man. Any election stuff, dude. And you know, spe- this whole like, uh, you know, I, I I don't know how I feel about the Kamala Harris uh, thing yet. I. I don't know that there was a better choice in terms of like when you're picking this position, you know, there's certainly maybe people on paper who uh, would be a better, I guess, uh, COO, right? To his COO, to his CEO, I guess, of running the country, if you want to look at it that way, right? Like a number one and a number two. Um, But 
I think when you have to look at the the package overall is I don't know that anyone was better than she was. Like I wasn't thrilled about it, but when I started going down the line, I went, you know, like I know the 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 um, mayor of Atlanta was in the running. She doesn't have enough clout yet, right? Like she's not on the national stage yet. Where Kamala Harris has that name already. She's run. She was in the running for president, so clearly she's not scared of the moment. the 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 whole campaigning is not going to overwhelm her. And I think those are things that he probably took into account. Like if I pick, if he picked, you know, the mayor of Atlanta, she's run Atlanta. There there isn't a whole lot, you know, go be a senator first, maybe a governor and then get into that role. Kamala Harris has been at the national spotlight for years now. Um, Certainly they're going to tear apart her record on certain things, especially uh, criminal justice reform, which is, which is huge right now. Um, I personally, I, I really like Tulsi Gabbard. Um, that's the one from Hawaii, from right? Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, and the reason I like her is because she doesn't remind me of a politician. Right. Like, uh, she, she, uh, uh, you know, former vet. So I, whenever I look at someone, I, I, I don't know how I could do that job as someone who didn't serve, um, making a decision on whether or not to send people to war is something that I, that I think about all the time. If I, if I was in that position, I would struggle with that. And obviously these people are coached and they have advisors and all that, but that's something I would struggle with having not been in those shoes. So when I look at someone like Tulsi Gabbard, I think, okay, she's been there, done that. You, she's going to know kind of, she's going to do what's in the best interest of our military, obviously, and of the country, because she's going to have that perspective that very few people have where they've done both, right? Cause she's, she's had tours of duty in Iraq and all that. Um, so there's just certain things that I liked about her. I, I I thought she was she was authentic. You know, she checked the boxes that they needed. Right? She's a woman. She was a minority, um, but she didn't have enough national clout yet either. And 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 so I get it. So I thought the Kamala thing. I was like risky because you know they're gonna go up there and they're gonna tear apart her record against criminal justice and stuff. Um, but I don't know that it, it clearly the way they've come out swinging at her. They haven't touched on that at all. It's all been whether or not she's eligible. So it tells you that there's some fear there. Well, I know there was also the thing where. Um, you know, when when she was going for the presidential um, nomination and, and she was going after Biden, obviously Biden was the was was the front runner. Right. And she was going after him and 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 seemingly in a nasty way. Yeah. Right. And then but then when he nasty. chose her, <laughs> you want to use that word? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, but seemingly in that way. Right. And so. And then, but then now, you know, when 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 she's chosen to be his running mate, now it's all like hugs, and now we're on the same team. And and as a matter of fact, she she didn't even really endorse him until it was until he was sort of the clear cut favorite. Yeah. And maybe that is a political move, right? Because I know Obama even stayed out of it yeah. for for a long time. He didn't come out right away and go, oh yeah, go Joe. It kind of no. I think he, he was waiting waited. to figure out like, oh, is it Joe? Okay, right. Yeah, I definitely think that's a uh, a strategy. And I never, whenever these guys are on those stages and they're ripping each other apart, it's a show. Like yeah. I always look at it as a show because I go at the end of the day, those people have to go for for most of them, at least the ones who serve as senators and congressmen, and all that. You got to go to work on Monday and see each other, you know, and and right. try to pass bills. And I'm gonna need a favor from you at some point in time, right? I'm gonna need you to vote my way. So I always look at that stuff as a show. DC, DC is the most Hollywood outside of Hollywood. I think that that there is like a lot of these people. I think there's very few real hate towards one another. At least that's how I look at it. I think these guys, there's a show that they have to put for the good of the party or whatever but i think at behind closed doors i'm sure these guys are all having dinner together and having yeah. a conversation having and let a me tell you i i just you know recommend that everybody like go out do your own research mm-hmm. you know find out who kamala harris is you know um joe biden even him you know find out what these guys really stand for um if i can give any advice it's like don't don't vote like blue red team really go find out if if you if you hate trump do you hate trump because you you know because you're reading the facebook post 
or 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 are there things that he's done that has that has truly affected you? And if there and if there is, then you know absolutely, you know vote vote the other party, um, but but just be informed is what I'm saying, right? Like don't 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 follow the mainstream media, don't follow social media, but you know get all of the information and make an informed decision. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't know what to watch anymore. Or look for right because you it's almost tough, it's man. tough. You almost have to watch Fox and CNN and then be smart enough to decipher your own yeah. thing out of it, right? And then um. I don't, then you see things that are so outlandishly like left or right that I honestly, man, I started thinking about this recently and I go, at what point is that a mental illness? Like, we don't talk about that enough. Like, you ever see people who are so like adamantly and even in their talk, like, I've never once in my life said these liberals or, you know, these conservatives, like the fact that you would even use that in everyday vernacular, like, just speaks to me that you've been brainwashed in some kind of way to yeah. label people that way it's just it's bizarre to me and i almost look at it as a mental illness now like the people who are just that far into something and you can't talk them out of it I go, and if they were that obsessive about anything else we'd say they're crazy right like anything else yeah. you would say and politics is the only thing that we go like oh they're just republican or they're just democrat or they're just like it and like no they're crazy like if you're that far gone left or right you, you can't and and honestly and there's so many people that you find out especially during uh election time that are incapable of thinking for themselves right they get their even their viewpoints from the news or from their candidate or from because you see how many people do we know that just wishwash depending on who's who who the narrative comes from right they could say the exact same thing but they'll be pro red or pro blue no matter what no matter what it's it's really strange i, I never subscribe to that i don't i don't understand that i yeah yeah i mean i think i told you this before man i, I i've been I think my first voting was in 1992. Whenever it was Bill Clinton, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you how old you were in 1992. Uh, but been Bro, I don't think I was potty trained. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I was. I was 92. I was six. I was six. <laughs> so you only potty trained for like a year. Yo, it took me a while. I was a late bloomer. That's my mom. My mom was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but no man so like i voted you know through the clinton years um survived the bush years right i've I voted, and i voted for clinton both times i voted for bush both times i voted for obama both times right and so what i want to say with that is my life has progressively gotten better because of choices that i've made yeah regardless of Absolutely. of of who the president is and 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 I, I will say you know it's it's important to choose the person that that you think is going to is is going to you know align with your values and 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 benefit you and your family the most um but at the end of the day you know look yourself look at yourself in the mirror um and and, and make sure you're doing make sure you're doing the right things as well because you you know they do not run your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, it, same thing, man. I feel like regardless of who's been in office, um, my life has gotten uh, better or worse, depending on my choices, right, f right. Uh, for the most part. And, um, yeah, and I can point to every, um, I think, regime that, and have said, and I could tell you things that they each did that maybe benefited me and uh, or, or were negative or negatively affected me, but none of them really made or break, you know, right. like they didn't dictate where I was at that point in time. They just, there's certain things that maybe made me more money or less money or, or made me have to jump through extra hoops I didn't have to otherwise, but at the end of the day, it didn't change my life, but right. so... Um, I think, yeah, you just go out there, do some research, man, pick the best person. Um, you know who's excited as hell about this, potentially, is uh, Maya Rudolph gets to play Kamala Harris, potentially, for the next four years. That's a guaranteed job on Saturday Night Live. Like, shout out to Maya Rudolph, because that is gold. It just, although... I have not seen it. 
You've never seen her do Kamala no, Harris? No, but, oh. I, but I heard it's like insane. Google it, people. If it's as good as Alec Baldwin and his um and his Trump thing, have you seen Alec Baldwin do Trump? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm bummed out that we're not going to get that anymore. Um, if if he doesn't win, um, but I'm equally as excited to see Maya Rudolph play Kamala Harris for the next four years if that happens, because it's hysterical. And I, it's I, so funny. I think that the actual like the race between like as far as the polls are right now, it's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. You know, the best the like the best thing that could have ever happened to comedy as far as um even uh comedians and, and uh sketch and all that stuff was this like weird political climate that we've been in the last three or four years because it's like an unlimited pool of just material. Oh my god. Oh, oh it's dude, so with, good. With, with all four of them right now. Yeah, all of them. It's it's insane. Fantastic. And you know it's funny, it's not even just the pro stuff. Like we pointed to SNL, but how many people have gotten uh, you know, maybe shows, and I hate to use the word famous because maybe you don't necessarily want fame um, if you're someone in comedy doing sketches or whatever, but maybe you just want a, a, a way to make a living doing comedy. But how many people, unknowns that we've seen? Um, Sarah Cooper, you know Sarah Cooper is, who does yes. the show? She's got a Netflix show now out is of this. Really? Yes, because... She does a phenomenal She does Trump. a phenomenal Trump thing, and it's so funny, and I don't care... If you support him or not, it's funny. Like, funny's funny to me. It's, like, yes, I don't care. Absolutely. Like, funny's funny. If you can't make fun of yourself or make fun of your candidate, like, there's, again, there's, yeah. you And if you don't yourself. know who Sarah Cooper is, I mean, just, if you're on, if you're on social media, period. If you, I mean, TikTok, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, yeah, whatever. YouTube, right? So, YouTube, right? So, she, she basically takes Trump's speeches and, and, and she just lip syncs yeah. his speeches. But it is hilarious. Oh, so and, good. and it's funny because I saw an interview with her. And, and she goes, oh, yeah, people thought that I was just like, this takes me like a few minutes. And she goes, it it actually takes a long time, especially the speeches that where he says shit where it doesn't really make too much sense, which we have a few of those, I you know? know? And, then, and then she goes, I, I have to, I have to like, like the next thing that's coming out of his mouth, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so I actually have to memorize it. Because it's so absurd, I at, at least at least in that. her mind, she was like, "This it's so absurd." The next response, so I really have to like study it, and then you know get his get sort of his mannerisms down and his pauses and everything. It's it's really good. It's, so it's, funny. It's like comedy gold. It's so funny. And if, even if you're a Trump supporter, you will you you can appreciate it because if she doesn't take anything. She's not like. She's not like making up words. It it is literally. No, she just lip syncs. Just speeches. taped speeches that she lip syncs. And and if you and if you find it offensive, the funny part about it is that it's his speeches. So like I've heard people like who get mad or upset at her, and I go, that was the genius of it is that she doesn't edit it. It's literally just lip syncing his speeches, and it sounds so crazy sometimes that you're like. Right. She's, you know, like they get upset that she's making fun of him. It's like, no, that came out of his mouth. Like right. that's the, it's, it's gold. It's so funny. There was another guy. I can't think of his name, but so many people have gotten um, deals and have, have been able to make a living even during this COVID lockdown uh, because they've been able to do comedy behind, you know, politics, whether it's making fun of Biden or making fun of Pence or Trump or whoever. Like it's, oh, it's dude. funny. Uh, po- that's one of the things that politics gives you. It's always great that I wish people on both sides would be able to do more. It's just laugh at themselves. Dude, it's at so at least funny. for the next six months. They're gonna have some stuff on Biden. Oh my God, that that guy, man. Listen, huh? <laughs> we gotta start a poll over under how many times he references like the wrong country he's running for. <laughs> Biden on there, like, listen, I really want to run uh, St. Martin. <laughs> Someone's having a joke. Kamala passing him a note. Like, it's the USA. 
<laughs> I think if they get elected, he's just going to be sick a lot. They're going to send Kamala out there the whole time and be like, Joe called in today. <laughs> Yo, Joe's not feeling well, so I'm feeling in for him today. So, yeah, yeah, we are going to bomb Russia after all. <laughs> Trump was right. Trump was right. <laughs> Bro, I can't, you know, I just, I'm telling you, it's going to be like some weekend at Bernie's where they're just going to prop him up during the debates. It's going to be fun. Dude, the, have you ever seen those things where he forgets like what he's running for? And he just, <laughs> and or he says like, like the I'm gonna wrong be the, thing. I'm going to be the senator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the senator of uh, bumfuck. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to be up there. Like, listen, make sure you guys vote for me for your uh, homeowners association president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be gold and you're gonna see trump and wrong wrong it's, it's, it's u.s sleepy joe it's u.s okay it's u.s sleepy joe <laughs> oh it's gonna be so great man <laughs> oh man oh man and uh <laughs> trump's brother died this week right which yeah, is that's 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 sad, man. Who, rest rest in peace, that guy. I don't know who he is. I try to look up things about him, and I couldn't find anything. I know that he worked for you know sort of the Trump enterprises the or enterprise. whatever, right? Um, so it was just a, just a, I guess a, a like a VP or something in in there, um, but couldn't really find much about him. I just found it interesting that the that the Washington Post and the the headline was and don't quote me on this, but basically it said something like like Trump's brother Robert. Who tried to sue his niece died, <laughs> you know, dies at seventy one. And this is the niece who wrote the controversial book or whatever, yes. because her dad has passed, she, and I think her dad was yes. the youngest, right? Yep. Um, yeah, it's kind of strange, man. Uh, it, obviously, he was out of the the public eye uh, because he wasn't in politics and all that, and wasn't like the kind of the face, I guess, like Donald was right. of the of the whole organization. It's a shame, right? Because you, you, I think. Uh, his family certainly grieving. It sounds like this wasn't something that was expected, at least up until recently. And um, yeah, I think it always sucks, uh, regardless of what you think of, of Donald and stuff. But that that you know something like that has to suck, right? He lost a brother, and then the way the media treats it, you know, to your point, is the Washington Post putting yeah, that on there. It's like, come on, man. And like, it's like the paper of you know, like that's that's where you live. Yeah, dude. Like be like. You can take a day and not be petty, right? Like, you know, like I saw Joe Biden, you know, drop the thing. And, you know, and again, this is the president that would have been really easy to be petty about on this, right? Because this is the guy who's refused to go to funerals, who's refused to, you know, uh, when when John Lewis died, he refused to even stop by and, and visit the memorial. Like, there's a lot of things he hasn't necessarily handled. I mean, the, the way he handled McCain was awful. Um, so it would have been a really easy, I think, uh, road to take if you're Biden and just take a, a shot. And um, like, it was cool to see that he did not because like, I, I think even I can be petty, man. And this is one of those where I would have been like, you know, like, hey, that's, you know, my condolences. And and, uh, you know what? I, you know, you let them grieve and do what they got to do. And you take a pause from taking shots for, you know, the week or whatever it is that they I don't know what the rules of engagement are in that case. But like, it just seems shitty uh that yeah. i saw people kind of making fun of or, or i did see something that i thought was funny but fucked up too this said uh wrong trump it was like hashtag wrong trump oh the, yeah i saw that too man yeah which again it's a it's a it's a shame right because if you're that guy's family you're having to see that um but it's also the price you pay for being in that limelight so i like i, I go back and forth with that because i go once you've decided that you want to be in the public eye um you unfortunately open up yourself and your family to 
everything, right? So, um, but you know, Robert for for I, I didn't know there was a Robert until last week, right? So yeah. he kept himself out of the limelight. See that man? So good thing we only have like ten listeners. Yo, shout out to all 10 and, of you guys, man. And I'm pretty sure that five of them are my family and five of them are yours. Yep. So we all related. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep getting messages like, listen, when you get paid for that, <laughs> I want people putting in orders for shit. I can't. Dude, <laughs> like, my wife told me, listen, I'm going to need to get started getting paid, you know, when I promote you on social media. And I was like, well, half of zero. <laughs> you can have all of that. Bro, that shit's funny. I'm like, oh man. Yo, man, NBA playoffs is over, right? <sighs> Yo, dude. The first off, Damian Lillard, that whole playing game thing that they did, I love that. That whole, um, oh the yes, you were within four games and let you have that playing game. Yep. Sports with any sense of that. urgency, they should absolutely keep that. I was thinking the same thing, man. Like, like sports with a sense of urgency, it could be badminton. I'm in. Like, if there's something's on the line, right? Like. It, it it's just so good in the NBA playoffs. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how they're going to go because there's no fans. But the games so far, the ones today uh, before we started recording this, the the playing games um, have been really good. And Damian Lillard has been on eight. On if Damian Lillard was four inches taller, we'd have him in the conversation with with like KD with Curry. Yeah. Like Curry's a small guy, so I guess I can't even put. Curry in that mix, but we'd have him up there with the Kawhi, the KD. The conversation would be him. Damian Lillard is Allen Iverson without the personality, right? Like, dude, he he has gone off crazy, right? So, and so initially, um, you know, when I when they were having that 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 I guess that mini like the one game playoff to see who's going to play the number one seed. So for those of you who don't watch the sports, right? So there, there's like eight there's like eight teams from each conference that get into the playoffs, and so. Um, the team that we're talking about, the Portland Trailblazers, were playing the Memphis Grizzlies. One game playoff, and the winner basically gets to play the number one team in the first round of the playoffs. So, which is going to be the LeBron's Lakers, right? Yep. And so initially, I'm going, do do the Lakers want Memphis or do they want Portland? Because Portland's on fire. But dude, and so I'm, I'm going. I don't. Want I don't Memphis. want Port, I want Memphis. Right. I want Memphis. Absolutely. If I'm the Lakers, I want Memphis. And that's what I thought. Too, I don't bro. want a red hot Blazers team. But man. dude, you know what, man? And yes, they are red hot right now. But how long can Damian Lillard keep that up? Like I'm thinking that that team has got to be tired. They have been in games that they they've been in like eight playoff games essentially yeah. to get to that point. To get to that point, yeah. That's so. I think they. I think they're getting tired, bro. They're gonna get a, worn they, out. Yeah, a, yeah. They don't play defense. No, they're just gonna run a gun and and beat you to death on points. But the Lakers don't either. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think obviously I, the Lakers win. I've picked the Lakers to win the title. I'm I'm a little shaky on that lately. I'm gonna stick to it. Um, strictly because you have the best player on the planet on that team, and I think he figures out a way. Um. But with potentially the best number two he's ever had, we'll find out because Anthony Davis doesn't really have um, uh, top-notch playoff experience. And I don't care what you do in the regular season. Playoffs is a whole other animal. So we'll see what Anthony Davis does there. But 
um, it it scares me. The matchup actually scares me for the Lakers because I think it goes like six, and and so and the last thing you need if you're the Lakers is to get pushed to six by the eighth seed, right? Like right. you should beat these guys in four, five, five max, times. and I think it goes like six because Damian Lillard carries on the back. But the, to your point, I think by game six he's worn out. You can't. Yeah, dude, I just don't like. I don't. Or maybe not, dude. They've been off for four months. Maybe maybe he can sustain it. They've been mm-hmm. off for four months, man. I don't I don't know. It's gonna be interesting anyway. That that dude, the whole the whole Western Conference bracket. It is like it's worth watching. Absolutely, dude. Even um, there's a great series there, Oklahoma and Houston, yep. where they basically flip flop teams. Yep, and they're gonna. It's <laughs> that's gonna be a great series. The the thing that um, I think Portland's deeper than LA. I think the Mavericks, which is the game we were kind of watching uh, before this started, is um, the the Mavericks are gonna be an interesting team too. Because if I'm the Clippers, that's not an easy matchup. They're gonna make you work for it. Um, Toronto, I saw put an ass whooping on Brooklyn earlier. That should end fairly quickly. Um, th- yes, but the Western Conference man has yeah, to, that Denver they, Utah series is great. Yeah, it went the the first game went to overtime. So yeah, um, that, that's gonna be awesome. Now on the East, I'm going like okay, winner, winner, winner. The intriguing matchup for me is uh, Miami and Indiana, and then so you got like T.J. Warren and, and and Jimmy Butler. Who, is TJ Warren a product of the bubble? I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, like, you know like no I fans. I didn't hear his name. No hype. I didn't even know his name before the bubble. So maybe he is. Like I'm wondering, like TJ Warren, like is he? Do we know about him now because we're watching more, right? Because they're all on TV, basically. Or is TJ Warren that much better now because there's no fans and the pressure's off? I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I, I know you, no, no, no. That, that that's like, awesome. Like, so just let me finish on that, and let me finish on this, and then we're gonna get to that because I got something on that too. So. Those two, have, when when they've met up, like the the drawing that goes on, let me tell you something. NBA should should do pay per view and mic those two guys up for that series. Oh, Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. Warren. Just I would for pay that, that series, dude. I would pay for that. I would pay for that. I would absolutely pay for that. But dude, going back to your thing, you just sparked something Emmys, right? So it's like no fans. So. You get guys like that, like TJ Warren, who who maybe like are affected by the fans and and seeing that there's no fans has been, has played better. Then you get the guys that feed off the fans. Then you got the 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 lack of uh, home field advantage because there is none. There's none essentially here, yeah. right? And so guys are gonna have to get hyped up on their own or use each other, right? And so you have and so I, I wanted I wanted to ask you about. You know, there's there's some historical guys in just in sports in general, and there's a couple a couple come to mind right now, man. Um, Jordan obviously being one of them of of the guy who, and we we learned this in the Last Dance, right, where he would basically make up stories, he makes up head. adversity for himself. Yeah, it's, but to get him to, to, get, to get him hyped, hyped psych right? himself out basically. So, and I recently I recently heard a story about um, Ray Lewis, another guy, right that. Comes out of the comes out of the locker room like a freaking monster. So for those of you who don't know, Ray Lewis was a, a legendary linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but it's like a he, he's actually a motivational speaker now. Like he actually goes around and Ray talks. Lewis's? Yeah, dude. Didn't he try to kill somebody? Listen, man. <laughs> I w- you know I'm glad you said that because I was thinking of Ray Lewis jokes, and then I went, he got a body. I'm not messing with Ray Lewis. <laughs> But yo, so I heard this story like recently and it was um, Dominique Foxworth, who was a teammate of his. And he was like that 
Ray Lewis would hype himself up so much before the game, like he would make himself cry. Like that's how that's how like he would get so emotional or or so angry that he made himself cry. And and Dominique Foxworth was like, dude, like we're playing the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have a quarterback. He was like, he goes, he goes, bro, it's Brady Quinn over there. <laughs> I seen their mascot <laughs> catching passes a minute ago. <laughs> so he's like, bro, like he's like <laughs> he's like, bro, calm down. And then he goes, Ray Lewis says, dude, if we win this game, there's gonna be less crime in Baltimore. And that's his mindset. He freaking convinces wow, himself man. that the win this game is so is gonna be so impactful. You know what's weird is that in and I and you want to laugh at that right, but in a weird way he's right because oh sports sports makes and I'm sure there's the stats to back this up and there's certain cities for sure. But Baltimore's probably one of them. Baltimore's one. Philadelphia comes to mind. Oh like, yeah, we're stupid when it comes to sports, like guys in general. Like right, there's a reason why insurance rates are more expensive on guys than 25, right? Because we're pretty dumb. So. Like, like I get, there's no woman out there whose last words were "watch this." None. <laughs> there's plenty of guys, right? But like, the he's probably right about that in a certain extent, right? Like, there's gonna be someone who's less mad, who's gonna be, who's not gonna be as agitated, and not gonna lead to a bar fight or whatever. You know, like, right. you know, absolutely, like it's that's a throwaway comment, but there's some truth to that, yeah, for sure. Do you remember the guy from Philadelphia that caught the baby? from the burning building did you ever see that story this no. was last season oh this is fantastic guy if everybody listening all 10 of y'all google <laughs> google philadelphia fan catches baby from burning building bro he goes this was after uh and i can't think of the wide re- oh aguilar nelson aguilar from philadelphia drops a pass towards the end of the game uh and i bullshit you not this is last season drops a pass towards the end of the game that would have be i want to say the Cowboys, some team i don't know it would be the team it didn't matter he dropped the pass right this guy that same night there's evidently there's a burning building this guy happens to be walking by Hold there's on. which guy some random guy oh just some dude and okay. some buildings so on i thought fire. i thought it was the guy that missed the pass no 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 just this random guy in philadelphia <laughs> some dude from philly right okay. he's walking by the building on fire uh the people are running out of the house whatever somebody throws a baby to him out of the window and he catches it right and the news interviews this guy <laughs> bro and his first words are they ask him about catching the baby and he goes yeah you know so i had no choice so i had to catch him unlike nelson aguilar and he goes the face <laughs> to the thing bro <laughs> You know how pissed you gotta be in that moment. You just caught a baby out of a burning building, and when they ask you about it, you go, "Unlike Nelson Aguilar, I had to come up big." That is my favorite sports like soundbite of all time. It's the funniest thing. Google it. Watch the video. Even his facial expressions. He looks at the camera and gives like this look to the camera, like, "What the." And I, uh, I laughed hysterically at that for hours. Like it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Dude. People from Philly are different, man. Well, you know what? That, now that you brought that up, the at the I think at the bottom of the old what was their field? The old one. It's like not um, Lincoln. Uh, no, 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 no. It's um, isn't it like some? Uh, oh shit! I don't the remember. Vet? No, the, the vet, vet was yes, the, the vet. The vet. Yes, that's did it. they share that with the Phillies? I believe so. Okay. Well, they used to have a jail and a judge. Like in the bottom of the stadium, I shit you not. I think they have it in the new one still for the Phillies. Oh. In the Citizens Bank. I went to watch a game there a few years ago. I think it's still there. Dude, and I remember 
and shout out to my boys that y'all gonna know who you are man when i tell this story so they went and i, w- I was not there but i remember t- them telling me the story of uh, of going to the vet and they were going to see like i don't know it was like the giants against the eagles and um and one of my boys shout out to you i've um he wore a an urlacher jersey and it was like the in philly in philly oh, yeah. and so it was and it was like the year after philly like took the bears out of the playoffs this is a long time ago but i don't even remember when i don't even remember what year this was um so anyway he walks in the stadium he has his bears jersey on bears aren't even playing and he said and there's a group of them he said that they got so many like like little threats like along the way that eventually he was like i'm, I'm gonna just take this off <laughs> Cause he's, cause yo, he's what a great sports town, bro. And it was matter of fact, it was like one of one of either a friend or his brother that basically was just like, bro, like take that shit take off, that man, shit because off. if not, we're gonna end up at the bottom of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, hope, hoping the judge is on. <laughs> I got a shift today, dude. I went to a, a Phillies game uh, years ago, man. Um, dude, it's the middle of the summer. It's like a Tuesday night. They're playing the Marlins. The game is practically sold out. Like it's packed. Really? We we bought tickets off a of scalper. Like we went to downtown. I'm from, from Jersey, good? so no, they were but horrible. The, 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 were yeah, the Marlins. You go to a Marlins game here. There's like six people in the stands, <laughs> and they all work there. Like, like there's nobody there, right? Like we went to a game. I was I was in Jersey. You know, I'm originally from Jersey, so I, I grew up there. So uh, I happened to be there for the summer. Did some stuff. I was in Philadelphia. I got half family in like Camden and, and, and near Philly and stuff. So um, yeah, it was just like a Tuesday night. We're like, oh, let's, let's go catch a Phillies game. So we went. We scalped. The Phillies were good, um, but it was hysterical. But they weren't that good. The game was almost sold out. They're playing the Marlins. It's like a Tuesday night in like July. It was the craziest shit. It was so funny. And then sure enough, there was fights breaking out everywhere. I loved it. It was great. It was like, because one thing about pro sports in Florida is it sucks. No matter what you go see, there isn't. No one cares. No. In the South, you want to come to something here and and really be moved, go to a college football game in the South. But pro sports in Florida Mm -hmm. is trash. It doesn't. It doesn't. The magic, the everybody, it's all trash. You go, there's not a real fan base. Everybody's a. uh, I have not been to a a Buccaneers game. You have, right? Oh, I have been to tons. And I had season tickets. Um, You know what? I will say that's a passionate bunch, even when they were terrible. Because the people there were fun, but it's. NFL games to me, they're so corporate, right? There isn't there isn't the atmosphere that's in college games. Now you get your rowdy crew and the tailgating is still fun, but it's not. It, even UCF is a funner game to go to college, right? And UCF isn't the program, right? That that maybe like a Florida State or or a UF or a Miami, but um, it, it definitely has its kind of passionate fan base. Those games are funner to go to than any pro um, sports here. But the, the Philly man on a Tuesday night was turned up. I mean, yeah, dude, there was fights everywhere on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday night, and people, and you know what's hilarious is I. And what are they fighting about? Because bro, there's there was, no Marlins. We saw there. bodies rolling down steps. We saw it was hilarious. Uh, so um, they're fighting each other. Yeah, it was great. It was so damn good. And there's people yelling shit at the players that was like stuff you only hear in Philadelphia. And I think I was thinking about this because if you think about all the all the good pro sports cities. Um, they're all shitty cities during the winter time, right? Like, what is there to do in Philadelphia in the winter, or Boston? No idea. Or like, even even New York, right? Like, people will be like, "Oh, but New York's a good sports town." No, it's not. New York's a good, uh, like, what have you done for me lately, town? Right? They're a Yankee town when the Yankees are good. When the Yankees were sucking, Yankee Stadium was empty. 
The it Knicks would, right now? It was great. As a kid, you could always oh, get tickets. Yeah, because they were <laughs> shitty, right? They were horrible. In the from, 80s, yeah, they had From 79 to like 95, they were trash. So New York isn't a good sports town either. There's too much stuff to do in New York. New York is a, if you're good right now, we're going to go support you, right? They're like that about the Knicks. They're like that about the Rangers. They're like that about the Yankees, the Giants, everybody, right? So, um, but the best sports towns are always these really myopic, shitty cities like Boston, like Green Bay. Philly, Green Bay. There's nothing else to do. It's cold. It's like... California, like LA, shitty sports town. There's too much to do. Right? There's, there's people have options. It's the middle of the summer, dude. It's I will, always summer. I will say, man, when I when I went to Chicago, um, I gotta give props to the, to the Bears fans there. So we went there, and the probably the only reason we got tickets was because the Bears were horrible. As a matter of fact, I, what year was this? Yeah, exactly, bro. I I coming from the Titans, man. I I think the quarterback for that game was. Chad Hutchison. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know who he was either when I went was to the game. Was that the year that they had somebody start like every game? Yep. Like somebody yes, different? Yes, yes, yes. That was the year. Yeah, they, they, had, a, they had a guy. Um, who was the... They, they had the... It doesn't matter. They were yes. holding like tryouts every week. It was crazy. They had... Yes, it <laughs> was like... To a, the public. It was like a carousel of quarterbacks that whole time. But the stadium packed. And, and then they played the Minnesota Vikings led by Dante Culpepper oh and, and, and Randy the Moss Ross? and Chris Carter. Yes, dude. And they win the game. No. Yes, they win so the game. So this is early 2000s, late yes, 90s? early 2000s. Wow. That, and that, that Minnesota team was, was sick. Oh, my God. So we, we go there. And I, and I go like, now, we had a, we had a good defense. So we, that was, you know, Brian Erlacher's early years, right? Lance Briggs. Um, they they had a, they had a good they still had a good defense so the defense was able to hold and then the offense was just able to just score enough to win the game. Chad Hudson pulled it Chad out. Chad Hudson pulled it out. But good sports town like that like on my way as we walked from from our hotel to the stadium and the whole way over there people were like go Bears go Bears go Bears and they were like four and eleven. <laughs> But it was, you know, it made me feel good, right? It was just like, yo, like the people actually give a shit about. I guess team. that's what it's like in Cleveland all the time, <laughs> <laughs> which is hype. <laughs> <They> just... <laughs> but I tell you, the stadium was packed. I don't know about Cleveland, but the stadium was packed, even with them yeah, being Cleveland's horrible. Packed, dude. There's nothing else to do in Cleveland. What are you doing on a Sunday afternoon in Cleveland? It's packed. I be, Trust I've been, me. I've been to Cleveland once. I think I only spent like a day or two there. <laughs> Cause it's because we, we, we were closing our location. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. I you know and I love I've been I've never seen a game in Chicago I've walked in front of the stadium um actually we took our daughter to one one year to Chicago because it snowed and um she was there's these hills in front of Soldier Field um like because the museum and all that's right there in the aquarium and she was rolling down like in the snow and stuff so I have like really cool memories of Chicago but I love that city that's one of my favorite cities in America I think Chicago and New Orleans are probably my top two favorite cities in the states um there's something so cool about Chicago about you say good sports good food um during the summer it's gorgeous during the winter it's even fun like the the people are cool the downtown area i mean it's literally like new york if someone like scrubbed it it's so cool like yeah. the the uh I, I mean and i love new york but but there's something about chicago the vibe of it that i really really like like i would live there for sure yeah and new orleans too new orleans has this cool vibe that um it's new orleans just doesn't feel like you're in the u.s it's really strange but yeah i, I love chicago man so i it doesn't surprise me i definitely want to catch I think the Titans play 
the Bears this year, but I think it's in Tennessee. We might have to go up we to Nashville go. for that, man. We might have to do that. Do a we'll podcast, do the from, podcast Nashville, yo. from there. Let's do it. It'll be hilarious, <laughs> man. That'll be awesome. Yo, so good at getting back to the NBA. So um, the I guess the the Spurs ended like a 22 year run of of like a playoff run, which is nuts. Because I go like at first I was just like, eh, yeah, okay. Because as you it, get, it seems you, like a gimme because it's the Spurs, right? Like, yeah, of course they did. Like, you don't. And also, I mean, it's like every team, it seems like every team gets into the freaking playoffs true. anyway. What is it, 16? But, yeah. yeah. Half the league no, gets no. in, right? It's like 20, isn't it? Oh. No, no it's 16. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I was trying to think, I was thinking yeah, of baseball. Yeah, yeah. Do they have those two no, extra wild cards? No. I'm like, actually, it might be 20. But no, yeah, it's yeah, 16. it's 16. It's 16. But, but so I, I looked up and I go like, what? was going on 20 22 years ago all right so what's 22 years ago 1998 yep okay go all right um bill clinton was accused of sexual harassment he did not have sexual relations with that woman <laughs> no that was the, sec- the 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 sexual harassment thing was by paula jones oh this is different so this same year is when the monica Lewinsky thing comes out oh god damn bill you were busy in 98 all right bill was, carry bill on, was carry on. <laughs> dale earnhardt guy rest his soul we won the Daytona 500 after his 20th attempt. Holy shit. That's right. That's crazy. That's crazy. right. Because remember, that was, that was like the one that he could never get. He could, that's right. He and won he everything but that. The Bulls won their sixth title. That's the, the infamous Brian Russell. Yep. To Jordan. Yep. Saving Private Ryan came out. <sighs> I saw that movie recently. That movie's still fire. It still holds. 22 years it's later. It's really good. That movie still holds up. And go back and watch it, folks. The people that you will recognize, it's crazy. Google was founded, which is crazy. That's 22 years ago. Um, the Yankees swept the Padres in the World Series. Goddamn right they did. And they won like 125 games that year, which that was, like, the, was like a record. Oh, that's right. That was that. That was the that, big one. Dude, that, that was, was the, that team. With, that was, was with Jeter in his prime, Pettit yeah. in his prime, Mariano. Yeah, dominant. Yeah, yeah. Dominant. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Ventura was like the governor of Minnesota. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Jesse Ventura was like, in the 80s, this guy was was like, a, he was a wrestler. Was in, that in the In the WWF. So WWE now, for any of you wrestling fans out there, WWE used to be called WWF, which is World Wrestling Federation. And Jesse Ventura was a wrestler in the 80s. Like that's when I was a kid, I grew up on that, on 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 Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura. and those, you know, those Hogan guys. And yeah, Hogan and mean, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, I mean, I, I even go back before that, Bob Backlund, like Jeez. the Iron Sheik, right? So I'm Iron Sheik. So anyway, so he's part of that era. And so Jesse see, Ventura got elected in 98 though, man? what it said man this is this damn is. i feel like because I, I remember that happening and being a big deal because he yeah, was a wrestler he was a wrestler wow man yeah bro and uh and then there was one thing that i was like huh i never even heard of this so back then i guess in that in 98 there was these grade school children um in aurora california or yeah. california aurora colorado that collected thirty five thousand dollars to purchase and free slaves or slave children in sudan I was like, huh? So they were able to free like 600? 600? What? I never heard that. So, yeah, I, I never thought, heard it either. And, and I'm like, yeah, why is that? Say Columbine. <laughs> Yo, for real. No, I don't think. When I you like... said Colorado, I'm like, oh, shit. We getting, we getting to the deep stuff now. No, man. And you know what's funny? is like, and we always say that, you know, the, the news posts. <laughs> that was my fault. That one was my fault. <laughs> yeah, so the, Juan just pulled the... Uh, the cable on the camera. <laughs> the camera just fell again. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure they were both your fault, man. Yeah, they were. 
look, look at it, look at it. For y'all to be fucking And and new and new. <laughs> World Wrestling Federation. For you guys that have been following this, and we can't get the camera situated right at all, yo. Our AV department is trash, so we haven't been able to get the the footage yo, on these. The, the plan was always to go to YouTube. <laughs> oh my god! For those of you like, we have this. We oh have like god. a GoPro on a tripod. And we have to get it like just right so it catches us. But this camera has fallen twice now, so yeah. we don't know what the hell it got. Listen, it's gonna. <laughs> that might be some entertaining back behind the scenes shit. Just, kind of, I don't know, man. That'll be part of the director's cut one day. Oh my god, let, let it ride. All right, so no, but it, it, I found it funny, and the reason reason I included that in this was because I go all those other things I knew about, right? So obviously, sports is always big news. Um, uh, scandal is always big news, right? Um, and then here are these grade school kids that collect a ton of money and free these children slaves. And why have I not heard about that? Yo, so how did they do it? Did they pay for the they, freedom? Oh, they pay, yeah. So they bought them. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't, in, 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 in actuality, right, they basically just supported. They supported The slavery it. system, they bought them. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, you don't have to do anything, though. Right. Wow. So they bought them, and then they said, yo, you're free. Right, so now they're, but essentially they, they kind of supported slavery. Yeah, they, these people made money. They're they just gonna go get more that. people. And then they're like, "Yo, these little rich ass American <laughs> kids are gonna just buy them." I don't give a fuck what you do with them but, after. You know, it's the thought that counts. Damn, it right? took me forty eight minutes to drop an f bomb. Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my first one, and I'm gonna go back and listen. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's it. That that I think that's it for sports, man. Unless you got anything Dude, else. Dude, the uh, bro. I, nah, man, I got I got a couple things. So first off, did you see the Seahawks, the rookie that got cut this week from the Seahawks? No. Yo, he snuck a girl into his hotel oh, at training camp. Oh, I didn't camp. hear about that, but what happened? He give snuck me, a give girl. Me the, give me the story. Yeah, so he snuck his girl into the team, into the team hotel that they were staying in for training camp. And so they cut him for that because he snuck her in. You know, they're, they're trying to do like a bubble for their training camp thing and all that. <sighs> Listen, man, I'm trying to find a delicate way to say this, but wasn't she dressed in like she dressed up like a player or like like a, like, a, like, yeah, in like Seahawks the, gear, right? So that she would look like a player, so they could sneak her in. Like I don't know, you got her in sweats and a and a polo with the Seahawks logo. How or big a, was this girl? Or a, <laughs> <laughs> looking like a linebacker. Uh, she was Meg the Stallion. I didn't want to tell you that was that was a spoiler alert. It was Meg the Stallion who came in and a Seahawks hoodie, <laughs> bro. You know how, can you imagine, dude, losing your professional? Because he's a rookie, so he hasn't made the team yet. So he basically lost his opportunity at making a, a good team, the Seahawks, yeah. over a girl that wasn't his girlfriend. Like he was sneaking in some girl into the whole time. Bro, how do you go, you go home after that, right? And if he has a, if he has a girlfriend, fiance. You got to marry her, bro. <laughs> you have to. I, I don't you know. Have, you have yeah, to marry her, bro. No, I guess not. Because you go home and she goes, "Oh yeah, like you cut. You're not a ball player. You're not a you're not a ball player no more. It's the only reason I was with you." Yo, how does that go? He texts after which she goes like, "Nah, fool, I saw Sports Center. <laughs> <laughs> don't be texting me." <laughs> Girl, he broke now. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you know? Oh my, what? We're stupid, bro. Like. 
how, why would you even risk that? Which, and so here's my other thing though, is I go, he clearly wasn't good because if he's good, you figure out a way to keep him. Like, I'm not yeah. cutting you if you're good, right? Like I guarantee this has happened in the NBA bubble probably. And this has definitely happened on other teams. But you know, like if, um, yeah, if you're like, if, if you're like, let's say you're like Tua or who's the guy out of, out of LSU. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, if you're or, like Joe Burrow and it happens, you're not cutting. Them. If you're C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys right now, they're like, bro, don't dress her up next time. Just you know, take her through the tunnel. <laughs> you know, like, don't, like, don't. Well, do you know what round this guy was picked in? No, no clue. But he clearly wasn't like a high. He wasn't a high. They're pick. not gonna waste uh, a first or second round and then cut you like that. I don't think, unless he was absolute trash. But it just, I mean, part of it was it just showed that he wasn't very good. Because again, we make. You treat people fair. You don't treat everybody equal, right? So he was clearly not that good. And maybe this sparks a fire in him, right? And he comes back, and maybe this is the motivation he needed. But I just saw that, and I'm like, do you know how nuts that has to be? Where you're just like, you gotta marry her, man, because it's the only it's the only excuse that gets you out of that story unscathed. As you go like, nah, I'm at the love of my life. She was worth the she was worth sneaking in. But if it's like a Tinder date, oh, bro, sorry. So you mean like if it's if that's if it's the girl, yeah. if that's his girlfriend, but that, he said you, it wasn't. No, no, I don't know. I don't think so. But that's what I'm saying. So if you snuck her in and it's just like a Tinder date, and you just lost your whole NFL opportunity, your shot at this, like, <laughs> yeah, you better no, you, yeah, no, like, no. Matter of oh. fact, don't marry her because she'll help you to make some more bad decisions. Yo, and then did you, you watch UFC Saturday? Did you watch the fight? No, it was paper, um, it was pay per view, man. That's too much money for me. <laughs> And you balling, man. Dude, I didn't think I didn't think DC was really worth watching, man. To so, be honest, and and I would agree. So my, I think DC is boring. I find DC pretty boring. Um, there's something about Stipe that brings out a different DC, and so they've ended in knockouts. And normally DC is gonna lay on you for 25 minutes. I'm not interested in that, man. I want to see people throw haymakers at each other and try to choke each other out. Like DC normally lays on guys and wrestling. He wears them on. He beats them by decision. Like he's not an exciting fighter. I don't find John Jones exciting. I think John Jones is boring. Um, I like John Jones. But I would have paid for John Jones. See, I would pay for John Jones depending on who he's fighting, but I don't think John Jones himself, A, I'm not paying until like three minutes before he does the the ring walk yeah. because I'm not guaranteed that he's getting to the fight. Because how many times did John Jones get canceled? And then the like the other part is he's and that, just, that guy just keeps popping for he keeps popping the dude. Tests, he's right? doing coke, he's doing like steroids. <laughs> steroids, he's like John Jones is about that life. He doesn't care, man. And but And he's still talking shit out there. Yeah, and listen, he is the probably the best. Uh, light heavyweight in the history of the UFC, probably the best MMA fighter, period. Like, his talent is undeniable. He's just not an exciting fighter. Uh, and I, I think if you're a UFC purist, he's exciting, right? Uh, just like DC, I'm sure he's exciting to a purist. But if you're a casual fan, like, if I'm going to order a pay-per-view, and I did order this one because I, I have seen the last two of Stipe, and I thought there's something about those two that bring out the best. And the fight was good. It wasn't all time. But... um. It, it just like I, I was just thinking about that like there's no heavyweights now and I think John Jones has to make that move up and I go I would pay to see John Jones in a Stipe and then depending on how that first fight went would determine how whether or not I would pay for the second one because it's either going to be a very boring like methodical kind of you know jujitsu guys get into it and all that stuff like no as a casual fan I want to this is why I think Connor is so good Connor and Floyd, right? Floyd Mayweather, you people watch pay for fights. What was the last time you paid for a fight because you hated the guy and you want to see him get knocked out, right? People do that for Floyd. Or they pay for him because they love him. And Floyd's a boring fighter unless you're like we're big boxing fans. Like we've we've paid to go watch Floyd in Vegas and all that stuff. We're huge boxing fans, so we appreciate 
the science and the art that, that the boxing brings. And I watch people who like, I watch all kinds of, if I see boxing on TV, I'm watching. Like I, I'm, I, I love boxing, but Floyd's one of those people to so the casual fan. They paid to see him get knocked out or hopefully get knocked out. Right. Like he's not an exciting watch, at least not in the last no, decade of no, his I career. Mean, he, he used to be. He yes. Used, when, when, first, he was younger, yeah, when he was younger, he was younger, but, but, but then but like after said, Ricky Hatton, he hasn't had an exciting fight that you felt like Floyd was, uh, that I would say that he delivered on a, on a pay-per-view where you felt like you got your money's worth. Was Ricky Hatton after or before Canelo and Sugar Shane Mosley? It was way before. So Sugar Shane... That was, the Sugar, Sugar Shane, Shane was good. had a good fight, but I never felt like, although Sugar Shane has landed the best shot I've ever seen landed on Floyd, it Sugar Shane bu- made a buckle. Buckled, yeah, yeah he buckled, he buckled. Um, but in true Floyd fashion, he yeah. never landed one after that because no, Floyd went, oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm not letting you hit yeah. that anymore because that's that not happening hurt. again. Yeah, that's not happening again because that hurt. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and take that out of the arsenal. Um, and we went to Floyd's closest fight, I would say, ever, which was the Maidana, the Maidana fight. Um, but I would say it's we almost as, we almost didn't make it. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> that's a long story. <laughs> but we did. We're gonna have to tell that story on the podcast one day. But Juan almost died in Vegas, and I, I did just refer to myself in the third person. Shit was brutal. Yeah, it was so bad. Don't worry, ever, I had to give him a motivational speech. You sure did. You ever been so drunk you were willing to give up a six hundred dollar ticket? <laughs> I was so hammered. I literally told you to go without me. <laughs> I said, leave me. I remember. Yo, it he was went, like we were in a war zone. You were laying in bed. Yep. He like, leave me here. It was like we were in a war zone, and I was like, just leave me here. I'm going to hold you back. <laughs> I had to give him like a Vince Lombardi speech. <laughs> you did, bro. You, <laughs> I remember Sean, you know, standing at the edge. You're going to get up, and we're going to go to this fight. <laughs> if get I got to carry you there, we're going. <laughs> you did have and to then, hype me up. I've never. And then there. on the way over there, we were, he bought a banana. And I don't remember this. I know. I remember. Do you remember having the banana? I remember sitting down, going, "Yo, where does banana come from?" <laughs> <laughs> I had a banana. I don't know why. I had a banana. I don't, I don't know why. And I remember looking at you, going, "Yo, when did I get a banana?" <laughs> and I remember uh, your boy uh, offered me. Uh, he went to go get drinks for everybody. He goes, "What do you want to drink?" And I said, "Water." And he damn near stabbed me. Yeah. He goes, "I said nothing." He goes, I'm like, "Yo, no, we're I'm good." He's looked at me like, yo, we're at a at the fight. And I went, bro, I can't. Yeah, we were good. We were good to go. What a great time. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, man, that was a. Uh, yeah, man, that, that, that whole. I'm curious to see where the UFC goes from here. If you get a Conor back or if he's truly retired, if you get John Jones has been talking smack. So I would like to see him move up because there's nobody in that in that weight class anymore. That's yeah. interesting. And I want to see someone exciting fight John Jones. Like I would love to see a style bender. And even after Stylebender's last fight, he's nah. gotta he's gotta earn he's gotta earn like he has one coming up in September. I don't think I'm gonna pay for that. He's Bro, gotta I earn had, this again. I heard so much you know good things about Stylebender and the first time I, I hyped them up for you. The I remember first that. time I, I watched stupid. them I was like oh man this guy the Romero fight was trash. And um now there's there's guys in, in the UFC that I would love to see John Jones um uh Gosh, I'm, I, his name is slipping my head right now, but uh, I'll think of it. But anyway, there's some beasts right now. And the thing I love about UFC is unlike boxing, they have a CEO. So you get the fights that you want to see with people in their prime and they make it happen. That's I love boxing. It's probably my favorite sport. And it sucks because you never get the fight you want to see with people in their prime. 
because unfortunately there's too many hands in a pot and there isn't one person who runs boxing like yeah. UFC. UFC, if Dana White goes, hey man, Connor, you got to fight so-and-so tomorrow, that's happening. Like it, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it and you always got people in their prime. Um, one of the things that did happen this weekend is that Sean O'Malley kid, who's been on a come up, lost his fight, which was, you know, in boxing, they would have given that kid a bunch of trash opponents for a long time to kind of hype him up and they don't want to take the L and all that. And they gave him somebody good, another undefeated guy. Or He's got a defeat, but a defeat was a decision that was kind of controversial. Um, but anyway, you and he lost that fight, actually. And this kid who was on the come up, who was probably going to be a cash cow for them in that in that kind of weight class, that middleweight, welterweight, you know, and um he had like a weird injury or something like that, but yeah, dude, I can't. You know what, man? I have not. You know, I watch UFC, but I, I can't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like an extremely casual fan, oh, right? I like I know, so I know some of the bigger names. Um, you know, I love to see when Conor McGregor fights, but I, I'll be honest, man. I mean, his fights are exciting, but I love the buildup. I love the buildup. I love when he he talks so much trash. It's part of it, right? It's kind of what we talked about earlier with with if the NBA would mic these guys up, I'd I'd, I'd pay for it. Cause I wanna, like I wanna hear the trash talking. It's part of the reason why I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid. It was, I loved the guys who could talk. It's the soap opera of it. It's yeah. the, it's the, yeah, of course. It's that's why. Dude, like, the Rock was never a great wrestler in my in my opinion. No, but the smack that he used to talk, it was just like, oh, this is gonna be. How epic. many quotable things did the Rock drop? When and and then every week it was he would like make fun of someone and he would like write a song about them or he would come up with this whole like. Like, you remember when he used to mock Kane and he used to pretend to talk like him and he sounded like the smoker with wearing the the like the rock was such a marketing genius like the way he sold you right the way he sold his fight stone cold same thing stone cold was wasn't the greatest wrestler of all time but he sold the product and that's i think people get lost on that in boxing like you'll get like these boxing purists or ufc who are like overanalyze like this guy's jujitsu and this and that and all that and i go you gotta be it's so rare that you get this is why khabib isn't bigger Right, Khabib is undeniably and he a speak good English talent. I don't know. I don't think so. Right? I don't. I'm not even. I'm not sure. even sure if I've ever heard him. Uh, you know, I think he and I heard him speak one time when he was saying when I think Connor said something about his family. That's what I remember. Uh, he, he was just like, oh, you know, he talked about my family and he sounded like Ivan Drago though. He yeah. said some crazy shit. And then the thing is, is I got to be able to pronounce your last name. And you got to be able to go out there and sell the fight. Like, this is one of the things that has kept Triple G from blowing. Like, Triple G, to his credit, blew up a little bit. But Triple G wasn't getting the casual fan to buy a pay-per-view. Right. Um, partly because he didn't speak English. And that's not a knock on him not speaking English. It's just the fact that we like to see the drama. And it's hard to bring drama if I can't understand what you're saying. Right. So... Um, and the thing that Connor does well and that like, you know, purists get all bent out of shape about is it, like, oh, you know, they'll critique like his technique or all that stuff. Like, I don't care. I, I want you to, to entertain me. And that's what he does. He talks smack like nobody else. Like he sells fights that you have no business selling against trash opponents that you're just like the Cowboy Cerrone, the video that they did for the Cowboy Cerrone. Then they cut to the press conference thing. I'm like, it didn't make sense to me that that fight would happen because you figured Connor was going to wax Cowboy. But it made me want to buy it because it was Dude, such a great I, promo. Yes, the 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 promo made me think that that cowboy had a chance. Yeah, and then the way that Connor talks, my it's just there's just such a there's a different there's this charisma and and this package that has to come with that entire thing that I think athletes it's so rare to get. Again, you got it with a Floyd who was who was not only gifted physically but from a marketing perspective like sold himself like right he became the bad guy we needed he was like a like a wrestler yeah and he was the heel he became the heel yep right when the pretty boy floyd thing didn't work anymore he became money money may and then you know people hated him but he realized listen if you're talking about me i don't care that's 
So I, that's all I need is the eyeballs. And I just want you to, even if you're buying because you're hoping to see me get beat, then whatever. You yeah, still bought it. That. I don't care. Like, yeah, it's still money in his pocket, which is crazy, man. But uh, yeah, man. This is good. Did you see the fire tornado in the most 2020 shit I've ever seen in my life? I don't. Even, did you know fire tornado was a Bro, thing? Not until the other day when it popped up on my weather. I had like a like a, like a weather alert, and um and and it was like fire tornado. So I, of course I click on it, and um so, so apparently somewhere in California they had some fires, right? Yeah. And then and then there was, but I guess there was like. And, and it has to do with something that I'm that I don't know, right? It has to do with like different pressures and 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 winds and right things that I'm not gonna try to go into. But essentially, there was a tornado that touched down, but because there's already a fire started, it's a fire. It's, it's a, a it's a it's fire a tornado. tornado. It's fired. It's yeah. a fire. It looked like some shit out of a video game. Yeah, that was like you gotta beat this level. <laughs> get past the fire tornado. some super mario super mario one yep. <laughs> like it's the last level i i i saw it and i thought it was like a clip for a movie and then i was reading the thing and i'm like oh wait shit this is the news <laughs> like i was like that's the most 2020 thing like a fire I, I didn't even know that was possible i didn't even know that was like a thing that could happen no i didn't know but shit man of course i'm just waiting to see what else happened. like there's still so much time left in this year that you figure there's gonna be something nutty like the hurricane season's coming Dude, it's gonna be nuts to- 2020 is lit bro Dude, you know what down. before we go man i actually want to i actually want you to touch on um so you went to an event this weekend i'll let you go into it and yeah so the ymca partnered with this um organization called uh, uh i think it's farmers to families um and there's another company and i'm gonna i don't want to say the name because i'm gonna get it wrong but they basically uh they, they pre-boxed uh fruits and vegetables and then they handed them out and we handed out about, uh, you know, I, I just volunteered, you know, helping unload the truck or direct traffic and, and, and hand out boxes of food to families, um, handed out about close to 1500 boxes. It was like 1440. Um, but you want to talk about, I think during this crazy time, um, just being, seeing something positive, seeing people get impacted by something that is, could seemingly be so, uh, that some of us might take for granted, you know, like, uh, uh, again, uh, you know, it's a box just with fruits and vegetables. And there were families there, man, that, um, I got choked up telling the stories after the fact, because there was people there who was so grateful, who, who just kept telling me like, you don't understand how much I needed this. Um, people who were crying, who gave out notes, who were just uh, so thankful to be there and and for them to be able to do that, to partner up with them and give away. I know they're, they're doing the same thing in two weeks at a different Y. Uh, maybe I'll put the link out there on our page so that if anybody in the Orlando area is around and you do and you need something like this or you know someone who could uh, use something like this, uh, it, it was definitely, um, I think I'm certainly guilty of taking things for granted um for sure and i don't want it to sound like because i think a lot of times we could do something good and be like oh thank god my life isn't like that you know like i that's an asshole thing to say but i think for me what it does is it it, it kind of grounds me um when, when i do get to spend time and do something like that and and maybe it puts some stuff into perspective for me where maybe i'm feeling ungrateful and, and just and and helps me get connected, I think, with the community again and feeling like, you know what, man, um, as much as I can complain about these little things, uh, there's other people who certainly have it a lot worse than I do. And so to be able to, I think, take part in something like that and be able to help and in the little way that I could what was cool. And I think it's, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking for opportunities to be able to do that more because it, it was uh, it's just for me, I think it was just something so as heartbreaking as some of it was uh, the interactions that I had with certain people. It was also um, 
I think positive in that aspect that it was just people being people and loving each other and being positive and and spreading you know some some good out there. So, um, but how does that work? So, is it do you have to sort of qualify for that? Is no, it, is it just for, we literally is just, it for anybody? You just get in line. It was literally a car. Um, we we made it so where you literally drove by the truck and we took a box and we threw it in your trunk, no questions asked. So it was, I mean, we had, listen, if you don't, I got, if you don't need that shit, don't go get it. Leave it for the people that actually need it. Cause there are people out there. I know you mentioned somebody earlier that, that, that sort of came through and was having a hard time with their, with, with their son. If you don't know if you want to go into that. Yeah, man, there was this lady there who, um, she had her, her son had special needs and then they were in line for a long time and it was her turn to, to kind of get up and get in the line and, and, and get their food. We finally, um, we had some issues, I think with the truck getting there late and all that. And, um, so anyway, we, we lined these people up and this lady was finally kind of her turn to, to get her car in the line and be able to pick up her food and her car wouldn't start. And this is, you know, Saturday. It's like a, it's over 100 outside. It was, it's, um, it's blazing. It, it's blazing, blazing right now, hot. And it's humid. It was horrible. Her car wouldn't start. Um, her her son has special needs. He's in the front seat. He's miserable. Um, you know, he's he's hungry. He's tired. He's thirsty and stuff. Um, and that was... You know, and, and I know I tried to do what I could. I know there was people there who tried to do what they could to, to comfort her and, um, you know, get her to get her car to start. She just needed a jump. Um, but again, seeing something like that, man, you're going, this woman was dealing with that, dealing with a special needs son, dealing with. And, and you know, she broke down, rightfully so. But afterwards was just so gracious, was so, you know, I'm. I don't know that I would handle a situation like that as well as she did. And she was just so gracious and so thankful and, and just so strong to be, you know, again, I was looking at that going, I can't believe I complain about my kids, you know, being, you know, pain sometimes. I'm like, no, that that was the patience that this lady had to, to deal with a special needs child in 105 degree heat um, sitting in her car. I, I, I just it wouldn't start. There was nowhere to go because she's blocked into the parking lot. So even even if she had a way to say, I'm going to go catch an Uber or whatever you know like leave there you couldn't you were blocked in the this event so, so, was so, so there was, big there was that much traffic there was traffic backed up probably for a mile on both sides of this place wow. um it was crazy when we they've done this in the past they've given out maybe three or four hundred meals and that takes a couple hours and it's not that crazy i mean this is what he said 1500 it's close to 1500 i mean we so, were so handing do, out food from 9 a.m till a little after 1 p.m so how do we how do we sign up? Is, is there a way? Do you guys need help to do volunteer? You have uh, like, I can put happen? it out there. Next time we do an event like that, I'll put it out there. You just sign up. Yeah, you have to fill out a form. Obviously, they do kind of the temperature the temperature checks and all that. You just have to fill out a form. It isn't anything crazy. It's kind of your name and stuff like that. But if if you are interested in volunteering or anybody out there is, um, I'll put it out there. Um, full disclosure, I am involved with that. Why? Um, I love what they do. It's the Y in South Orlando. Um, they do so many great things for that community. Um, you know, they, they subsidize sports, they subsidize after school programs, they subsidize summer camp. Uh, so, you know, I, I love what they do there. Um, you know, I think we all went to, to YMCA as a boys and girls club as kids and, and spent some time there. So I think I, I've seen the positive impact that this could have for certain kids. I've seen, um, some kids who said that's the only thing that they have to do was to hang out at this Y. Um, and this is going to sound like a commercial for the Y now, but the, just the things that this does for the kids in that community, um, being able to play sports, being able to have access to Wi-Fi, uh, to be able to do homework. Um, I know they're talking right now about the parents who want to do distant, uh, learning right now, who 
maybe can't afford to stay home, they're working on a program now to be able to have kids stay there and maybe do use their computers and then have kind of someone watching them there. Oh, wow. and, and, and instead of going to school Isn't that big? where you're trading, it's not humongous. So it would be a limited amount of kids. But what you would do is you don't have to uh, change classrooms all the time. So this mostly for like high schoolers and middle schoolers, what they're trying to do. And so it's a, some of the parents, uh, unfortunately, right now are making a decision of do I want to feed my kids or do I want to risk their life? which sucks. Um, so they're trying to do something for that now. Um, and so hopefully details will be coming out soon. I'll, I'll put it out there and see if anybody's interested. Um, but I think they're waiting on the school board to make a final decision because it kind of changes day to day. But yeah, this organization does a, a lot of great things. Unfortunately, this year has put a pause, obviously, like like it did for so many others on on some of the programs they could do. But even um, they even have a golf a range facility there where the high school next door actually practices there oh, wow. and the high school is actually able to maintain a golf team because they're able to use this range and this practice facility um and it's just done a lot for the kids in that community i've been i've been a part of this one volunteering for years um and it, it's just they, they do so much good there and to be able to do that this week and it was the first thing i had done there since this whole thing started since the covid thing started um obviously I had to put a pause on events especially of that magnitude because of this but um this was pretty safe we people didn't get out of their cars they literally drove by we had them pop their trunks and we just threw the box in and had them drive by um, so so with anybody that was being that that were being asses oh yeah, yeah. you there? do get so 99 percent of the people are fantastic and then you get the the three or four people who are assholes for sure and, and at every event you get um people People who are like, oh, I've been waiting for two hours, and you're like, oh, it's okay. free food. Like, it's free like food. I don't like like that, that. That that amazes me. And then and then I just and again I wasn't there, but I just get this picture of of people that probably don't need to be there. You know, probably could go and just buy their own stuff because like, you know, whenever that happens, like my wife and I, we never go to those just because we go. Yo, somebody else needs that. Yeah, I don't want to take from someone. Yeah, though, right. Actually. Yeah, like if yeah. They, if you got and and that's you know fifteen hundred meals that or boxes of, of fruits and vegetables is 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 amazing, right? So somebody who has, especially in this climate, someone who has lost their job is down on their luck, you know, could use that to feed their family for. And I don't know how much you guys gave, but. It's gonna be probably a few days of food. Yeah, you you figure it's a couple of days. Yeah. It's a couple of days. It, it's it's fresh fruits, vegetables. It's healthy food. Um, you know, yeah. I think uh, I'm always awkward about talking about stuff like that because I don't even uh, I think bring up. I don't know how I, you know. Obviously, that I'm that I'm kind of involved with that wine stuff, but I don't even talk about a lot of people because it feels like one of those things where, like, even there, there's a lot of people taking videos and pictures of themselves doing the work, and that almost. I mean, uh, and right. to each his own, and I know some people are just trying to bring awareness to it, and then some people want the pat on the back. It always feels odd to me. And then even talking about it, being like, oh, it made me feel so good. I feel like an asshole saying that. But it, it wasn't even so much that. I think it was the the interactions that you had with people that are so positive that are. But I think that's what makes you feel good, man. It's, it's that you see the the look in these people's faces and you see that, 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 that there are folks out there that are really struggling. And you always, you know, you hear about it in the media. You, you hear about it on the news. And until it's in your face or unless you know somebody personally. You know, it it doesn't really affect you, but then when it's when it's in your face and you do see that and you see that what you've done has helped in even a small way, it, you know that it, it does feel good and 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 it feels good enough to make you go, you know what? I want to do this from from now on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and volunteer on these next events. So, dude, kudos to you, bro, and 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 that organization and and, and what they're doing for the community. So, yeah, definitely put that out there, man. No, yeah, I, I definitely will. And there was um. A lady, uh, uh, an elderly woman who was there who told me, um, uh, she asked for my name and I helped her out some stuff. And she goes, um, 
you know, I, I'm never going to forget you. And I was, just, and it just took me by surprise. Cause again, I didn't really do much. I'm, I'm there volunteering, helping. And it was, um, and you know, again, she was almost in tears and got me, I think even talking about it now, it gets me kind of, uh, uh, like gets my eyes water, but it was one of these things that you don't realize that it means so much to people until you're doing it. And I think, again, I know I'm certainly guilty of getting caught up in my day-to-day life of, you know, do, do I have enough this, enough that? And it's all excess, right? It's all excess. Um, and I was telling my wife, uh, afterwards, actually, I was I was extra lovey this weekend with like my kids with everything, and I went. I think it had something to do with that event. I think when we're, it had me thinking of like you, you ever are you ever like in a bad mood and you have like excess bad mood, and so you take your bad mood out on everybody else, right? Yep. Like you just take it out, and and I'm and I'm going. Especially I wonder, the folks close to you. Yeah, of course. And, and so like it got me thinking. Like I I did almost the opposite. I was in such a, it was an emotional day, right? Because I had certain times throughout the day where I had to choke back tears because it was just, you know, again, just the interaction, they were positive interactions. It was like, it was good tears and stuff, but it was, um, I was full of like kind of joy and like this happiness excess that I, I, it's almost like I wanted to give it out. So like the whole weekend, I'm like hugging my kids, I'm hugging my wife, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm like, it, it was like, I, I was filled with, with, with more than I needed. Right. And it, it just, it was like, it's something that carried over and I, and it got me thinking too, I'm the same way when I'm in a bad mood, right? I tend to take it out on, on people around me. And, um, and this showed me that like, I'm capable of doing the opposite too, obviously when, when you have excess going the other way. Um, but yeah, I think if, yeah, if, if you guys have the means, I'm, I'm going to put it up. If, if you can ever volunteer, if you can ever donate to something like this, um, obviously these days, this stuff is difficult for people because the scenarios are so, um, it, it's just, it's uncertain. I hate to use that word cause it's overplayed, but yeah, no, uncertain times for sure. But, um, but dude, going back to your, going back to your, to your point about like filling your cup, right. And too many times we don't do that. And, and, and we fill out, we fill our cups up with negativity and then, it does. It, it spills over into into the people that are that are closest to you, and then and in this scenario, right, you filled your cup with positivity, and then you came home, and that spilled over into the yeah. people that are close to you. So there is something to that, man. And 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 you know, I invite everybody to to encourage everybody to go out there, and and fill your cup up, fill your cup up with with, with things that 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 make you happy because that that will spill into in, into other people's lives that are close to you. And other people that are, that, are, that are around you, whether it's in you know at home or in the job or otherwise. Yeah, for sure. And I'm and I'm trying to do more good things because if there's a heaven, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting in right now. <laughs> so I'm trying to don't trying worry, to fill my cup up with some shit. We, so if you guys got opportunities, listen, man, we gonna we gonna hang out. Don't worry. <laughs> Yo, oh, that's right. They, we'll be together. Where can they find us? Yo, uh, at the Carbon Footprint on uh, Instagram. Uh, the Carbon Football Podcast on YouTube. You know, come check us out. Uh, hey, we've been loving it. You guys have been leaving comments that either relate to, uh, you know, some of the topics we've covered um, or things of encouragement, whatever. We love it, man. Good, bad. You disagree, agree. We don't care. We just we just love the interaction and we love that you guys are listening. Um, you Don't forget to throw us uh, your recommendations on, on your uh, liquor on or wine drink. or beer or whatever you guys have. Um, and listen, if you got a fancy lemonade, let me know. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Put, listen, and we we put flowers in drinks. We put you know fruit. We'll do anything. I'm not above that. I love I love uh, mixing alcohol with anything, man. Was it last week you put some rosemary in my drink? I, I, I damn sure did. I did it the was gin pretty, and tonic. It was, it, was, pretty it was good, right? Listen, man. I I, I will put <laughs> I will put lavender flowers and sunflowers on stuff. I don't care. I, I, just, I love me a good drink, man. So uh, it's one of the things I love about alcohol uh, is that the sense of of uh, 
the social aspect of it that you do get together you have a good drink you know like what we're doing now we you know we get to we talk smack we'll get together a lot of the times we would have a drink as the excuse right to just hey let's go meet up for a drink to get together but i think that's something that um for as many negatives that people can knock on alcohol i think one of the positives is that it, it does bring you together um whether that's to act stupid or you know just unload after a heavy week or day or whatever you know that's I'll take it, but absolutely yeah. cool, man. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Next time. See you next Peace. week. Peace. Peace.